Hi, I'm Sydney. And I'm Sam. And this is Books and Bagels. As always, before we get into our main book for this week, let's go over some of this week's reads. I don't remember if I read a book this week. Sydney, that's so Um, bad. I kind of feel like I did. I just can't remember what it was called. Besides the book we're talking about for the week, I feel like I did read a book. I just can't remember what it was called. It's been a weird week. Um, So we're going to leave it at that. Um, There possibly should be something that I'm saying for this week's reads, but sorry, Sam, go for it. (laughs) Um, This week, I read A Fa Love Story by Loan Lee. Um, This book is really cute. I... It took me like a hot minute to get into it, which I think is kind of the case for a lot of contemporary um, novels, but it's kind of like Romeo and Juliet, but um, they're like, uh, the families are uh, pho restaurant owners in San Francisco or not San Francisco, but a city in California that I'm forgetting. Um, Anyway, the story was really, really cute. And I thought both characters were kind of like fun and spicy. I said this last week, but I, I'm a big fan of romances now where like people are nice to each other. Like this just could be like a year plus of quarantine like hitting me. But like, I, it's good to see that. It's really good to see that. Also, I thought that like the character Allie in this book was kind of an icon. I love her. She, her literally like only character trait, she's like being a boss and I'm, I'm here for that. And it made me really hungry reading this at like one in the morning. So I'd be like going into detail about this like Vietnamese food, which sounds literally delicious. And I'd be sitting there and I was like, Jesus Christ, I need to eat. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was really, really cute. So that probably means Sydney's gonna hate it. So Sydney, don't take this book recommendation. Um, but I'd probably give it a 4.6 out of five. It's a pretty good rating. So this week we're going to be reviewing the book Positive by Paige Brawl. This book is a memoir, our first memoir, detailing Paige's experiences battling depression after being bullied for having HIV. A quick trigger warning, this book uh, does have pretty descriptive mentions of self-harm and suicide. So as always, before we get into our favorite parts of the book, we wanted to go over some of the most important characters. And so the first character, is obviously this is a memoir so the first character is going to be the author Paige and Paige is a girl who has HIV she got it like through her mother's pregnancy and she sort of grew up as it was like a part of her life and uh, she eventually tells one of her best friends uh, who we'll talk about a bit later about her diagnosis and she essentially just goes and spreads giant rumors about her through the school and she ends up being super bullied and will go more in detail about her sort of story later, but it kind of like ultimately ends up with her needing to be homeschooled because the school that she was at got so bad. And she she eventually does find a school that's pos- is like a positive place for her to be at. Um, but these kids like kind of ruined her life for a couple of years here. And then the next character is Paige's mom. Paige's mom plays a huge role in, in her life because she's raising her as a single mother who also has HIV. So they have a lot of sort of shared experiences with that. And they're also just very close in general. Um, her mom is just like her biggest fan and they, they have a good time. 
Um, and lastly, we have Yasmin, who is the aforementioned best friend. Um, her and Paige met in middle school and they were super, super close, super tight. And Paige told Yasmin that she had, has, or that she is HIV positive um, at like a school sleep-in event. Um, and Yasmin told everybody um, and basically kind of kick-started Paige's um, experiences with bullying and then the trauma that followed. Um, and then her older sister, Lila, or Lila, I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce that, um, is also kind of like in on the bullying and continues to hold a grudge or like just like a lot of like spite for Paige, even as they get older with one scene taking place when Paige is like 16, where Lila throws her drink at her. Um, like they hadn't seen each other for like four years and Lila's like throwing her drink at her. Um, so Yasmin and her sister are both kind of like the, the bullies, I suppose, or some of the main bullies in the book. I guess one of the biggest parts of the book and one of the most important parts of the book is just how monumental the story is. I think that HIV or at least some conversations about HIV are becoming more and more common now. I think we're gonna talk about it in health class. I'm not 100% sure, um, but it's definitely something that has taken like a while to get to that social standing. And for somebody, especially a straight woman, to write a book about being HIV positive and just like her experiences with it as a child is really, really monumental for education and just kind of like destigmatizing um, this disease or this virus, I guess. Um, and she kind of talks about that, how like for a while in the 80s, HIV was seen as the gay disease. And when it wasn't seen as the gay disease, it was seen as the drug users uh, disease and therefore like not worth kind of putting like social or not worth putting money or um, research into and um, and there were a lot of these myths that you could spread it through um, touching people or you could spread it through sharing food with people or just like being near a person it could spread uh, to you as well um, and be because this virus impacted such a specific group of the population a group that was already disenfranchised and disadvantaged there wasn't a ton of like effort put into re-educating the masses if you're looking for more information on the HIV and AIDS crisis in the 80s I would highly 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 recommend pose um, which is available on Netflix right now. It's about uh, Black trans women at the time um, and their issue or their um, role in the crisis as well as just like ballroom culture in New York, which is very exciting. Um, but I digress. It And the show kind of talks about it in the same way of being like, there was no effort put into education. There was no effort put into even like finding a medicine for people. It was just massive, massive amounts of people dying from this virus. Um, and even now today, gay men and bi men are not allowed to donate blood unless they've been celibate for like a year, I think that's a rough estimate. But um, so there still is a ton of misinformation, homophobia and lack of education surrounding this virus. And I think that just her publishing this book geared at a younger audience is super crucial to make sure that the next generation of people is more informed. Yeah, and I also think that that one scene where she goes to 
uh, this HIV and AIDS walk. And she was sort of talking just about like the diversity of everyone there. Like it's not just the one demographic that's sort of been like painted as like the HIV people. Um, but like there were a ton of different people there. And like when, especially when she sort of looked at the uh, AIDS quilt and was sort of like reflecting on, oh wow, like so many people were impacted by this and so many people were shunned because they were impacted by this. Um, and now I'm like a carrier of this and I have like, a, an opportunity to go and speak about it. I have an opportunity to write books about it. And like, she did take that opportunity. And there are a lot of people, and I, I don't know everyone's story. And obviously there are reasons why a lot of people aren't going and telling their story. But I thought that it was really cool that she took it into her own hands and sort of went forward with it. Yeah. It's really, really powerful to take back that narrative. And I would love to know, I guess like, because this book is more geared towards, I think, like middle grade audiences. I would love to hear a little bit more of like unvarnished truth, I guess, about what's mm -hmm. happened to her since she published this book. Like, what's it like for her to be an adult with HIV? Um, how that impacts her life, like her dating life, just her life getting jobs even. Um, and just like a little bit more in detail about that would be super interesting uh, because as Sydney says, there's still a lot of people who are very scared to tell their stories for many, many different reasons. So the next thing we're gonna talk about is one of my personal favorite things to show up in any sort of book, memoir, whatever genre it is. I love when the writing style gets to the point and doesn't dawdle on sort of unimportant little details. She just goes, this happened and this happened and this happened and there's no like extra flourish it's just straight to the point and this book was like a really short read I think it took me like an hour an hour and a half and like that that is what I like in a book I like only having to sit down once to read it, it doesn't need to take me multiple days yeah yeah that's nice I read this book in two days just because I read like a hundred pages a night and it was like very speedy um very quick to the point and I think also that's probably because it's <laughs> meant for people a lot younger than us to read it and appreciate it which is fine um but I feel like that's another incentive to kind of read the book is because like you do get a lot of information in a very quick book um and just like a lot of story in a quick book but one of the things I didn't love was kind of like I wish she had written it for people a little bit older because I feel like then she would have been able to add like a lot more details and just kind of like made the story a little bit more thorough because there were moments where I was like expand on that tell me how you feel and she just like moved on um which you know her choice but that was one of my biggest issues I guess with it was I would love to maybe because you know how sometimes authors will go back and they will sort of like adapt and edit their older works I would love to see her like maybe go back and create like an adaptation or even just she adds footnotes or sort of editor's notes. Is that what they're called? Where they sort of like will highlight things and say like this, 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 and this. I would love to see that. I think that that would be really interesting and really cool. Yeah, me too. Me too. I know that um, the book Unbroken, which is a very interesting memoir, they have like, he wrote a story or his story was adapted into like a teenager's version and then a um adult version so I would hope that she would kind of like add some little details now or just kind of like write an addendum 
to the book, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. The next thing that I want to talk about is what might have been probably one of the most interesting parts of the book, and it's Brian's story. Brian is this guy that uh, Paige meets at this camp called Camp Kindle, and it's like a camp specifically for kids affected by HIV and AIDS. And Brian's, and she like goes in the book, she goes and she tells Brian's story. And so essentially what happened to Brian is that his dad, who worked as a doctor, took a vial of blood that was uh, like infected with HIV and like put it in his son because he didn't want to pay child support and he was hoping the HIV would kill him before he had to pay a significant amount of child support. And that's how Brian became HIV positive. And I just thought that was one of the most strange things I'd ever read. I don't know how, 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 I don't know how sick in the head you have to be to decide to do that to your own child. Um, and like his dad's behind bars now and, and everything. Um, and I did, I did some like looking into Brian's life just online a couple of years ago. And I think he's still like, I think he goes around and he speaks and stuff. I Even don't really remember. AIDS? What? Even though it like progressed to AIDS, that's really. Yeah, like wow. he, he survived. He was given like a couple months to live and he survived. Um, And I just thought that that story was such a, like an interesting addition. I don't know. I was just fascinated by it. And like, it's such a, like a sick story, but it was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he is one of the people in this book. I think that there, like, there are so many people in this book that are so wonderfully supportive, um, especially because the adults, the majority of the adults in her life are not supportive and don't do anything to help her. Um, and just him kind of like being there and just, I don't know, showing her that he, that like you can live a life with HIV. You can live a life with AIDS. Like there's no, there's nothing stopping you. I think that that was so beautiful. And although he was only there for like a chapter or maybe like half a chapter, his story, as you said, was so interesting and so crazy, but you know, Mm -hmm. he was like there and he was vibing. And I think that that's kind of awesome yeah I just went back and searched him up again he has like articles written about him in the BBC he has his own website uh yeah he's doing stuff and because this is books to bagels we're gonna give this book its very own bagel along with the song and an out of five star rating so Sam take it away um okay so this song yeah, the only thing I can like really think of is Stand By You by Rachel Platten because I feel like that's just like the wholesome vibes of this book. Like not to say that this book is like wholesome, but just like the message of being like, like you can get through anything is kind of like the message of that song. It's like you have the support necessary to reach your dreams. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, For bagels... I would give this book a toasted plain bagel. And this is not to say like shade, okay? I just think that this book is definitely middle grade. Like it's a little, like I think if I had read this book like five years ago, I'd be all over it. And I can appreciate that. But because this is middle grade, I do think that like a lot of some of the like more aggressive details were left out. 
which I think is fine just because of like the target audience, but that just kind of made it like a little boring for me as a 16 year old. But also it's got that like crunch, like plain bagels have got that like crunch, they're warm. You can kind of like sit by the fire and read this. Like it's emotional, but it's also like a quick read, a crunchy read, and it's a good read. And then lastly, I would give this book, I think um, a 4.5 out of five. I thought it was pretty good. And like I said, if I had read this five years ago, I would probably give it a five out of five. But since then, I think that like my, I'm reading like books meant for older people, which is fine. Um, but I do think that this book is super crucial for education and um, that her story is so important. And I think that she's incredibly brave for speaking about her story and just surviving all of that. I think that willpower is incredible and magnificent and I will pass it to Sydney. So for my song isn't gonna make any sense at all, but I have a reason and it's not because of the book. It's kind of went because of when I was reading the book and it's because I had just played the song like right before. But so I'm getting, because I really could not figure out what song would be sort of appropriate for this book. I don't know. I don't read, I don't listen to many songs about like kids with HIV. It's not really something I, I listen to, you know. Um, but I listened to Kiwi by Harry Styles right beforehand. And, you know, it, it, I didn't say it was gonna make sense. I said it was gonna be there. My song books don't make much sense most of the time, so you should be used to this by now. Um, but yeah, she walked away from the cheap taxi. Holler makes Yeah, that obviously feels a lot like this book. Okay, next, I'm gonna give this book a mini bagel. Preferably a mini bagel with like minimal toppings, not like an everything bagel. Like you know, maybe with like a little poppy seed or sesame, you know, like a, a mini bagel with mini toppings. And that's because this book feels like a mini bagel because it is like middle grade and mini bagels also start with M. And yeah, those are my valid reasons. And finally, so I'm gonna give this book two ratings. One, the rating that I had given it the first time I read it in fifth grade, which was a five out of five, because like that was the intended audience. And then now it's probably dropped to like a 4.7 out of 5 because like, you know, the criticisms that Sam had given it, except I have more uh, of a, like a, a nostalgic connection with the book. So I give it an extra point too. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Books and bagels in the morning. As always, if you have any author recommendations, book recommendations, or anything related to books and or bagels that you would like us to discuss on the podcast, please feel free to email us at bagelsandbookspodcast at gmail.com. 